is geared for you to think. And we are live. Welcome, goddess. Welcome, goddess. How are you? I'm good. I'm presently rubbing progesterone cream on my feet. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> so I went to a gynecologist recently for some things, for a multitude of things. And one of the things we addressed was my extreme breast tenderness and pain around ovulation. And we came to the conclusion that I have low progesterone, which is one of the hormones released between ovulation and pre-bleed. So on day 12 to 26 of my cycle, I use this progesterone cream. It's actually derived from yams. Who would have known that yams could rock your world like that? Because at first she told me a cream and I was like, "Mm -mm." you know, like I'm trying to find all the ways to fix with nutrition. But then looking at the ingredients and this was a holistic gynecologist. So I trust her a little bit more than a standard gyno. So I am on, on day 14. So for two days now, I've been using the cream and it's starting to decrease. It was really extremely painful yesterday. Probably the worst it's ever been. But today it feels a little less. So that's cool. What is less painful? My breasts. Your breasts. Just wanted to clarify. Good. So you, and this is the first cycle that you use it. Yes. Cool. I'm excited to follow up on that in other recordings. Yeah. Maybe there's um, some listeners out there that that might spark a light bulb for them or something. But you mentioned yams and actually my mom had, has for many years now made yams in the oven. She doesn't put anything on them. She just sticks them. She just washes them. She doesn't even peel them and she'll stick them in the oven and they'll caramelize on their own. And she strongly believes in them for women, um, just as nutrition for our hormones. And I haven't looked, I I don't want to make it sound like I know anything about eating yams in connection with a woman's cycle, but my mom strongly believes in them for nutrition on um, hormonal level. So we're on to something there. Thank you for sharing that. How interesting. I had no idea. And I'm such a nutrition geek. So always learning. There's always things to learn. Absolutely. So thank you. We are on episode three of Between Two Ovaries. <laughs> I am Venus Creciente. Isa here. Woo, woo. I am so happy to be here with you today. Thank you for jumping on tonight to record with me. And thank you all out there in the cyberwebs for listening to us. I'm very excited to be here after a two-week-long depression hole that I was in. So I'm very happy to be crawling back out of that. More like I like sprung up out of the hole. So I <laughs> I know from one day to the next, I see progress and in, in growth. So for those of you who don't know my past, um, I might have mentioned a little bit maybe in past episodes, but just a really quick, 
quick recap. I've been, I've had such a close relationship with um, depression and anxiety since elementary school. So it's been a good almost 21 years. So um, it's an ongoing, never-ending relationship that I just, you know, I'm learning to embrace. And in the moments of darkness, it's really hard to embrace. But when I'm out of the darkness, I feel just reborn and renewed and just so perfectly with my pseudoname of Venus Creciente. I am a woman rising from the ashes and here I am with Isa. Yes, we've been texting a lot lately and I've been just holding space for you and your name just kept coming up for me and I was just like this is gonna shift any day now and the light will return and it's interesting because a couple weeks ago there'd been kind of a lull in our communication and I opened it up on a very very hard day for me and it turned out that you were basically experiencing like the same thing and you were sort of in the same headspace and while I would never like intentionally wish that frame of mind on anyone it was so extremely comforting to know that I was not alone and it's so easy to walk around spreading the light and being so joyful and uplifting everyone it's kind of how I grew up I always people would always comment on my smile that I had the brightest smile and so I made it a point to always smile and to always act like everything was okay because it made people feel good and it's so important also to share the darkness and to find community in darkness because it's a real thing especially the way in our society now like with depression is at an all-time high and I think you know the internet and social media has so much to do with that so it's important to share that word too so people don't feel so isolated and alone because especially when you're in that darkness of depression you already feel so alone and so it's yeah you know what I'm trying to say (laughs) I'm happy to be here with you as well just reiterating what you said although I don't want I don't wish that mental space that darkness upon anyone it was and it wasn't just you and I it was also Feralina who was in that space so it's always super interesting that no matter where we are in our cycles we could be days apart we could be weeks apart and yet there's that parallel of emotions or it's just that sisterhood and the community that we've built between the three of us and it's just so beautiful to know that we can turn to each other and hold space for each other And not question like, well, why are you feeling that way? Well, let's dig deeper. Well, let's find a solution right now. It's like, no, sometimes you, not that you want to dwell on it, but sometimes you just, it's your process. Everybody has a different process and really honoring and celebrating and holding space for that makes a huge difference. And also, yeah, talking about depression and anxiety in the darkness, I think is very important because it makes it less taboo. I know for, for me, and really quick, I think maybe it would be a good time to present our topic today because I think it just kind of fits in so well with what we're talking about. I love when you 
when you present our topic. Oh, really? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I did it any special way. Uh, so this episode's topic is showing up for ourselves, most importantly. Yes. Showing up. Like that is just my life. My life is just simply showing up because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> A cunt to that. Yes. And, and that, um, I really just shout out to our goddess archetype, Lisa Lister out there. Lisa, let me, let me restate that. Lisa Cunting Lister, because when I read Love Your Lady Landscape, that's when it was introduced of just show up. Wait, was it that one? I don't know if it was that one, but anyways, I know it was her that just show up, just show up however you are, show up for yourself. And the more I consciously do that, it shifts my entire being, even in dark moments, it shifts me back into alignment, even if it's just a tiny little bit that pushes me into the next day. Because sometimes in that darkness, it is hard to see the next day. It's hard showing up for yourself. It is. It's hard enough for yourself and then you tack on children and families and it feels even more pressurized. Like you're in this pressure cooker. I'm in an instant pot every day of my life. (laughs) How many of you listeners, raise your hand even if you're alone in the car, feel that way on a daily basis? You see all those hands, everyone? No, I know you don't. (laughs) But know that you're not alone. (laughs) So... What inspired me for, I will ask myself that question. What inspired me on this topic? It was actually the night, the last time we were supposed to record, that night I was going through so much, just, I mean, the last two to three weeks have been just this melting pot of vague memories where I've been walking around kind of like a zombie trying to survive through my dark moments. And my dark moments for y'all out there is suicidal thought. I'm just going to keep it real, real and transparent here. I pushed myself to the extreme of spiraling downward into this really dark pit where all I want to do is jump out a window, jump in front of a car, really dark thoughts. And I'm making light of it now because believe it or not, there's so many people out there that think like this. And I feel when I'm in that moment in that space, I feel so isolated and like I'm crazy. I'm just super alone. And I just listened to a podcast today by Lewis House. He runs the podcast called School of Greatness. And he mentioned about how he thinks he used to think those thoughts. And it's just a mental process that you have to just like exercising your body, you have to exercise your mind. And it's a process that you have to build yourself. And so I talk about these things in hope that in hopes that it helps somebody listening to us that you're not alone, that you're not crazy, that we have mountains and we have valleys in our life. And just because you've hit a mountain, or you've hit a valley doesn't mean that it's your last mountain or your last valley. I mean, we have an average of, what, 80 years on this earth. I know that's relatively a small amount of time, but just imagine if every 10 years you have a really bad valley, just remember the previous valley. If you got through that valley, you're just building. You're just stacking on the growth and the the strength and the community. Build your community. Thank you to January Harshi for her community events bringing us together. 
I feel it's funny because when you're talking about it, I feel that my circumstances are irrelevant because they're not as extreme or as dark, you know, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because your story is your story and my story is my story and we shouldn't downplay our stories. I'll share a little bit more about um, how I've been showing up for myself. Oh, and I forgot to mention, so the last time we were going to record, I was having a shitty moment, and then I canceled on us, and then right after I canceled, I jumped in the shower, and I'm like, oh, cunt, now I really want to record right this moment, because I'm like, who cares what I'm feeling? I mean, not in a bad way, but who cares? It's just a matter of showing up for myself, for you, for this podcast, for our community. And then I kind of had this guilt trip that I had to get over where it's like, okay, just harness that, embrace that feeling of showing up for myself and apply it to the next day or whatever. And for me this time around, showing up for myself means I scheduled therapy for myself. I haven't been to therapy for over 10 years. So I went to my first therapy session on Sunday I also scheduled a doctor's appointment. Thank you, Isadora. You inspired me to schedule a doctor's appointment. It seems like it's out of nowhere where this depression state came out of, but it's like a million little cuts by triggering events that I was not taking care of myself at all. I have taken on this new endeavor, and I just completely engulfed myself in that environment, and I allowed myself to forget about my community, such as really checking in with you and Feralina. Although I was tracking my cycle, I'm on cycle number 13. So it's been over a year. Let's celebrate that for a second. And yeah, so even though I've been tracking my cycle, I really haven't intentionally been sitting with my womb. And my cycle has been out of whack for the last two cycles. So it's just a lot of fluctuation. A lot of change has happened in the last couple months. And and that really got to the core of my being. And I shut my womb out, not really consciously, and kind of returned to old habits. And so, you know, I had to be like, enough is enough, Venus. And you have to really do something about this. And it just starts by showing up. And sometimes it's overwhelming because I don't have an answer as to what a solution might that therapist that I saw actually fired her. I got to look for a new one. But she said, you know, that's suicide or suicidal ideals are a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I love that she put it that way because it put things in perspective of, yeah, well, if I kill myself now, there's no coming back to this life. And that problem could have been solved some other way. And how do I start just by showing up? Yeah, that's very true. And yeah, you think just like you said to past valleys, past cycles and things like that, like you always make it through, problems are always solved. So what's to say that this one is that much more severe that you wouldn't do the same and just work through it as difficult as that can be for sure. I'm trying to remember who says it, but it reminded me of a quote, I feel like it's a Buddhist quote of like stress is like living in the future worry is like living in the past or something like that and then 
peace is living in the present or something like that. It kind of reminds me of, of that. I've always really loved that quote and I just butchered the crap out of it, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people have, <laughs> have heard it or read it. I actually just read it for the first time, maybe like yesterday or something, and you didn't butcher it that bad. Really? So. Mm-hmm. Yoniverse at work. <laughs> so how have you been showing up for yourself lately? I feel like I've just been doing it as simple as that. Some people have these like profound things of like, I've really shifted my self-care and blah, blah, blah. But for me, it's just doing it, like making the choice to wake up and get out of bed and feed little people. I have been doing little tweaks, like nutrition wise, nothing major, but just being much more conscious and intentional, utilizing my bullet journal a lot more with like trackers and the night before, like making my little list of things that I need to get done. And that's really been helping because usually it's just jumbled in my mind, which makes things that much more chaotic. I'm trying to remember everything. That's basically what it's been looking like. I keep, I'm very ritualistic about doing my tracker at the end of every day, filling everything in, which I love because even though it's only a few minutes, it's all focused on me, how I have felt today, what I've been doing, what my cycle is up to. And that's one of my favorite parts of the day. So I make sure to do that every night. At this point in time, showing up is literally just showing up for me. And that's okay. Right. I love that you mentioned about nutrition. I want to revisit that and add a little bit because something that came up for me while you were mentioning that was showing up for yourself doesn't have to be something super profound. It can be as simple as keeping yourself hydrated. I know that there's a lot of women and men out there, beings, that are workaholics or they push themselves, they grind themselves down to the bone just to achieve goals. And I don't want to downplay that because achieving is very important to some people and achieving can mean a lot of different things to many people. But just being mindful that you have to keep yourself healthy. The longevity of it isn't going to be very long if you don't meet your basic needs. And being a parent, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because it keeps you mindful of the needs that a human body needs, the basic needs. But it also can be a really good excuse not to meet your basic needs because, oh, I got to take care of them first. But I have also been trying to be more mindful of staying hydrated. I can easily just say, no, not right now. It's, you know, I, I don't want to have to go to the bathroom so often or I don't want to take 10 minutes to sit and peacefully eat something to fill, to fuel my body. So yeah, I just wanted to revisit that because you had mentioned it and I thought it was very important that that our listeners know that it doesn't, like showing up doesn't have to be super spiritual or super physical. It can be however you want it to be. Whatever, whatever it means in your life, really sit and ask like, how do I need myself right now? In what way, shape, or form? And if that's hard to answer, think about maybe the most important person in your life other than yourself, because we should be important to ourselves. Whether it be a parent, your partner, a child, whoever brings you bliss and joy, how would you like them 
to show up for you and put yourself in their shoes and now show up for yourself. It's as simple as that. It's not very simple, but it can be simple. I've never thought about it from that perspective. Like the person, aside from myself, most important to me, how would I want them to take care of themselves and then apply that to myself? I love that. Never thought of it that way. I actually, I'll give credit to Jen Sincero. I just started a read, You Are a Badass Today. Oh, oh it it's so good. She is rocking my cunt. The last time I felt this way was reading Inga Mushio Cunt. I picked up this book, You Are a Badass, because three people in one day recommended it to me. And I'm like, all right, Yoniverse, I get it. What? Like, I get it. And so she mentioned looking for a role model. Like she she lists a few ways of like self-love or something. And she says, if you can't do it for yourself, like look at a role model, look at something, someone you really admire or are inspired by, or you just love the way the life they live, the way they are and start there. And then once you have built yourself up to maybe live a similar lifestyle and not comparison wise, but just using it as a template. And then once you're there, once you found yourself in that position of like, oh, I love myself. I'm a badass. I'm, I'm all of these awesome things. Then you, you are your own role model. So I'm like, oh, I just applied it. So I can't take credit for it. I dig her. I read her book a couple years ago. I have it. And I just finished her audio book of You're a Badass at Making Money, which is also great. And now I want to buy it. So yes, I recommend her too. She's amazing. Yeah, I resonated a lot like I did with Inga. There aren't many books that I actually buy because I like going to the library. I like, I don't like storing stuff but this is one book that I know I'm going to buy because I'm going to reread it. It's such a pick-me-up. And it's not super corny, like, just all spiritual. She uses, like, curse words every now and then, which kind of lightens the mood of the... Because <laughs> self-help is... There's a very fine line of self-help. Like, it can either be super corny or super spiritual. and But she's a nice balance. I really dig her. Yeah, for sure. And she'll even say, I know this sounds like hoo-hoo or woo-woo or whatever she calls it, but like, this shit works. Like, <laughs> I like the lightheartedness. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, would you like to add anything else about showing up for ourselves? I am just proud of myself for doing it. <laughs> because <laughs> yes. at least once a day, I'm like, I'm out. I'm going to hitchhike or something somewhere and live in a yurt I don't know but <laughs> I'll visit you I there don't do that. I don't do that so I'm patting myself on the back oh good oh I thought you were gonna do that I was like you go girl you go <laughs> <laughs> I misunderstood <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm glad you're supportive <laughs> yes I was gonna hitchhike to get to your destination and visit you so hitchhikers unite. <laughs> Be like, this cunt is looking for a hitch. Hitch this cunt. Does that make? No. <laughs> Scratch it. That could be taken the wrong way. The wrong way. Not safe when hitchhiking. Right. <laughs> One thing that has helped me a lot and 
people can have their point of view or whatever, but at the orgasm event that we went to in August, I think it was, there was a psychic reader there and she told me that my most recent past life was the 60s and 70s like flower power season and that I was a complete flower child just like free love in it all over the place and that this life that's why I'm so attracted to that life because I am like that's what I want like when I said hitchhike and go live in a yurt like that's what I'm talking about running through flower fields and that this life is meant for me to be more like constructive and making a difference and not just like free loving the planet you know so that has kind of kept me in check a little bit of like okay I got that like I got that in my past life I can tap into it when I need to and like feel that energy, but I'm here to like get down to business and do some work, you know? There's that woo-woo stuff that Jen was talking about. (laughs) I love exploring past lives. I never, prior to meeting you and Feralina, I I didn't really ever think about it or it was never really something that had come up in my life, but... Recently, it's been coming to me that I've been a priestess in my past life. Like there's been people who don't necessarily know about past lives, but that have I've gotten a geisha that I've been a geisha and a priestess for sure. Like there's this super instinctual feeling that I get often where I know that in like biblical times or something, I was someone that men and women would come to for sexual healing and for knowledge and personal growth. And I really identify with that. And you said, you know, I got that in my past life. So I'm here to be more constructive or change the world in a different way. But tapping into that sometimes feels really good because when my value or self-worth is super low, if I can tap into that, oh man, like my confidence really boosts up and and it just feels really good and safe and sacred and primal and I just want to go out in nature and hope that I start bleeding so I can bleed all over the earth and, and then it just feels super animalistic. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> you need to read the Magdalene manuscript. Mm, yes. For sure, because yes. that's... Like everything you just talked about right there. So good. Next book. Would you like to start us off on cycle time? Sure. I'm on day 14. And yesterday, I believe, was my transition day to ovulation. I was super cranky and short-tempered. And what's the word when you like just bark at people? I was just barking. And then last night when I was sitting with myself in my tracker, I'm like, oh, wait a second, like, looking at where I am, I'm like, I transitioned today. It all makes sense. So thank you, Womb, for validating me once again. So yeah, feeling good. Super high energy this season. I'm getting a lot of stuff done. I'm conmering the shit out of my house, working with my progesterone cream, and enjoying that so far. So not a whole lot. I'm not in 
pre-bleed, so you're not getting as much from me <laughs> as normal. <laughs> what day are you on? Thank you for sharing. I am on day six. I am closing out my bleed, hopefully in the next, not hopefully, but in the next um, day or two. And I usually bleed now for about six days and then spot maybe a couple more days. But when my bleed came this time around, it was like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was undescribable because my cycle has been out of whack. It was just like starting with a clean slate and my throbbing uterus, my sore lower back usually would be something that I'm kind of like down about, not negatively down, but just kind of, you know, I'm taking it easy and not that I didn't take it easy, but this time I was taking it easy and parting it up inside because I knew where I was at with my cycle. I knew I was bleeding. I knew my womb is shedding and all right, starting from day one, this is a new cycle. So much hope arose inside me and my throbbing uterus was like, I'm here, you know, just singing to me and my lower back was so sore and I was just hugging the cunt out of my body and my womb and day one. I talked to my womb and my lower back like, you rock, you're awesome, I love you, thank you for showing up for me, thank you, and it's just amazing the shifts that happen. Looking back to how I, how I treated and was not honoring of my cycle of my bleed, and now what a paradigm shift, like now I absolutely love my bleed because I know where I'm at. It's a solid confirmation that this is the start. This is a new page. This is a new chapter. It's been a really good bleed. I took a picture of my blood. There was like a coagulate, like I don't know how to properly say it on the pad that I was using. And I like scooped it off of the, with my finger off of the pad. And I was just so mesmerized by it. And I was like playing with it. It was not gross at all. I was just so amazed and it was so marvelous to see myself. I'm just so in love with my shedding uterus. Those are so fun to play with. (laughs) Next level. Yeah. Right there. But there's so much fun to play with. Mm -hmm. And I think it may have been social media on our Instagram or something. But when I read your post celebrating all of that, it just... Oh, it made me so happy and I was just smiling so big because that's what you want to see everywhere you look. Because I do a lot of Googling or searching, you know, for period related things and it's like 90% negative. So seeing a woman celebrating it and embracing it and joyful about it because as uncomfortable as some of the I don't like the word symptoms, but I'll just use it for lack of better terms. As uncomfortable as some of the symptoms may be, like you said, she's showing up for you and supporting you and you know that you're healthy because she's showing up. Right. One of my clients that comes to me for womb healing is experiencing a bit of infertility and her bleed right now really comes with a lot of anxiety and sadness and So we're really working on 
shifting that. It's so important that regardless of the season that you're in in life, what you're trying to achieve or not achieve, to just like hold your bleed and your womb in a high regard and just celebrate the support that your bleed is. And I feel like if we opened ourselves up to that and celebrated it, that a lot of the discomfort and negativity around it would fade away because womb consciousness, it's same the same as your human consciousness. It's like law of attraction, you know? If you are constantly like berating yourself and like getting down on yourself, then you're not gonna feel good. And I feel like it's the same, exact same for your womb space. If you're getting down on her and upset with her because of how you're feeling or when she's arriving or the fact that she's arriving at all, then you're gonna get some backlash because there's a consciousness there. Thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that because it's really right now I'm kind of receiving a download where recently in this new endeavor that I've embarked on, I'm in a very masculine energy space and I've been struggling to see my gifts, my talents, you know, and I'm being drowned out by all this masculinity, not only men, but just the energy, masculine energy of do, go, action. I was in a room with two young ladies, they were 23, and I had gone to the bathroom and came back and I was celebrating because I had started bleeding. And they're like, oh my gosh, I avoid my period like a plague. Oh my gosh, I hadn't gotten my period for three years and I got it and and I'm so bummed out. And I'm like, I didn't downplay anything that they said. I didn't judge them or anything But I just started talking about my perspective and how I am with my cycle now, especially my bleed. And they're like, wow, that's really, we've never heard somebody talk about, a woman talk about their period like that. So it's just really awesome. Being in a community with you and Feralina where we're just so free-flowing about blood and anything about our cycle, I forget that that is not mainstream. So when I am able to talk about my bleed the way I am and using words like bleed and shed and womb instead of period and just all of these like symptoms or all these more negative terms just feels so good and so refreshing that I'm actually spreading. I'm living in my truth and in my purpose in sharing the beauties of our body and how our womb just happens to exist isn't it rad like I think about it all the time I'm just like in awe of the whole thing like the whole process the whole creation like it's magical and I feel I want to mention something because I feel like it's in alignment with what we're talking about but there's a documentary that I shared with you and Feralina called period end of story and it's on Netflix it's short it's only like 30 minutes and then I didn't know that. And it ended. I'm like, what? No, I want more. And it won an Oscar recently. That was so exciting. There's a group of people in India, which we all know you don't speak about women's parts in any way there. And so there is a group of people who began creating menstrual pads. They got these machines They started employing local women and the local women were selling them. And it was just a beautiful like perspective showing the process and showing these women working and all of a sudden having these 
goals and ambitions and you know I can do what all what my brothers can do my brother usually is the one buying me clothes but now I'm making so much money selling these menstrual pads that I'm buying him clothes and one of them was going to be in the police force and so it was just like really beautiful to see and there were women just like no shame whatsoever and being raised in that in the culture where there is so much of it it was just so empowering and amazing to just watch them spread their wings and it's so good so I really wanted to mention that because I didn't even know it was there I think social media there's few things that I like about social media anymore but that's one of them when I come across things that really add excitement and beauty to my life that I may not have come across otherwise so yes go watch it yeah yeah thank you for sharing that and I wanted to add on top of adding value that's definitely something that I wanted to remember to mention in this episode is that I know that we are in alignment um, with the purpose of this One of the purposes of this podcast is to bring value to our community, our listeners, to ourselves. And I just wanted to take the time and really thank our listeners, our supporters for finding the value in us coming together and talking about these topics. And I look forward to continuing to record and just speaking our truth And one day, I know one day soon, I'm going to be brave enough to share this on my personal page. But at the moment, I'm just very happy that we have this space. I truly feel like we bring value to the world and you bring value to me. Thank you, Isadora. And thank you, Farolina, out there for bringing value to our lives as well. And to all of our listeners, I know we have... I'm going to do special shout-outs to Shannon and Amanda. I know for sure those two people yeah, <laughs> are very um, committed to our podcast. So I thank you all. Thank you all. So yeah, with that being said, I wanted to share my reflection read. It's by Jen Sincero. You are a badass. Here it goes. When we're born, we have an instinctual understanding of some of the most important basics of life that includes and goes way beyond bending at our knees instead of our lower backs to pick a beer can up off the floor. We're born knowing how to trust our instincts, how to breathe deeply, how to eat only when we're hungry, how to not care about what anyone thinks of our singing voices, dance moves, or hairdos. We know how to play, create, and love without holding back. Then, as we grow and learn from the people around us, we replace many of these primal understandings with negative false beliefs, fear, shame, and self-doubt. Then we wind up in emotional and physical pain. Then we either numb our pain with drugs, sex, booze, TV, Cheetos, etc. Or we settle for mediocrity. Or we rise to the occasion, remember how truly mighty we are, and set out to relearn everything we knew at the beginning all over again. It's like we're born with a big bag of money, more than enough to fund any dream of ours. And instead of following our instincts and our hearts, we invest in what other people believe we should invest in. Some people invest in believing they're too old to go out clubbing when they love nothing more than the boogie. 
Some invest in being too tough and too cool for school when all they want is love and connection. Some invest in being ashamed of their sexuality instead of being their gloriously gay selves. As we continue to buy into these things that aren't even true for us, our inner fortunes dwindle away and it isn't until we reconnect with who we truly are and start investing in what's true for us that we start to live rich, full, authentic lives. And while there are countless ways that we rip ourselves off, there's one way in particular that is, without a doubt, the most rampant and the most devastating of all. We invest everything we've got in believing that we're not good enough. We arrive here as perfect little bundles of joy and then set about the task of learning to unlove ourselves. How unbelievably ridiculous is that? Self-love, the simplest yet most powerful thing ever, flies right out the window when we start taking in outside information. I'm not talking about conceit or narcissism because those things also come from fear and a lack of self-love. I'm talking about a deep connection with our highest selves and an unshakable ability to forgive our lowest. I'm talking about loving ourselves enough to let go of guilt, resentment, and criticism and embrace compassion, joy, and gratitude. That right there was Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. that is how you need to show up for yourself, Venus. That right there. It was a light bulb that went on and so refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, I resonated with all that so much. I feel like a lot, a lot of people can easily resonate with that if they're honest with themselves. It's easy to lie to ourselves. Definitely. Beautiful. Um, Thank you. Will you close us out with a womb breath? Yes, I was thinking about that. I don't think we've done one this season yet. We haven't. I was like, what is missing? And I was like, duh, Isadora's womb breathing. Before that, I just wanted to, once again, thank you all for joining us. And before in season one, I used to ask for you all to maybe like share our podcast. But you know what? We are pretty badass here. Just do it. Just do it. Just (laughs) share with one person. Share your favorite episode with your best friend. If she or he isn't down, then share it with another friend. Just put the word out there. The more listeners we gain, and it's not for the glory. Believe me, we're not into the glory. We're more of like, let's spread the truth of how awesome it is to have a cunt, a womb, and all that good stuff. So, mm-hmm. definitely not for the glory. I don't think we advertise this like anywhere. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> 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 so if y'all want to be our marketing person, hit <laughs> up. <laughs> okay, get comfy. And if you can, if you're able while you're listening, close your eyes. And get comfortable with your breath. We're going to take a deep breath and send it down to our heart space. Filling your heart with energy, love, compassion, breathing out anything not serving you. On your next inhale, send it down deep from your heart down to your womb. 
filling your womb with all that love and light, compassion, joy, breathing out, releasing any negativity, shame, sorrow, anything not serving you. Another deep breath, send down to your womb. Imagine her filling with bright gold light. And have a kind delicious day. I think the have a cuntalicious day will be the end. <laughs> <laughs>